0: you're listening to multiversal you podcast i'm andrea today we're taking a look inside soulmate connections many strive to find these divine counterparts but not all soulmates are meant to last forever stay tuned to find out why Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my show. As always, it's an honor and privilege to be here with you. Uh, I know I'm supposed to release a new episode every Wednesday, but I've actually been sick with the flu for the past uh, almost two weeks. Today is the first day I was able to record and not sound like a frog croaking in your ear. <laughs> Uh, I also realized this was supposed to be a Halloween-themed show, but this message came through while I was recuperating. Therefore, I always go with whatever spirit wants to convey to the masses. I do have another fall teaching waiting in the wings. I just haven't published it yet. Uh, I will do that before the holiday. So here we are, jumping back into the relationship arena. I will never move away from this topic as relationships are the building blocks of growth. It's how we learn to love without fear, which is why we crave connection with people. I've said it before, I will continue to say it. People are mirrors. They help us spot the metaphorical mud on our hearts, so to speak. I've never tried getting ready without looking in the mirror, and I wouldn't want to. The end product would not be good. <laughs> Mirrors, though, give us the ability to spot anything we don't like about ourselves so we can change it. No one is meant to go this life alone, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in a romantic relationship. You could get the same results with close friends and relatives that provide healing, emotional support, and whatever else you seek in your relationships. It doesn't have to be romantic, though, but people in general are there to reflect your flaws as well as your gifts so you can continue to progress. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about soulmates. I just realized this past week that I haven't actually spoken on this topic. I don't know why. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it until now. There's a reason for everything, though, so I just go with the flow of spirit. There are different purposes for soulmates and the type you fall under depends on the individual contract you signed before you got here. Some soulmates are temporary contracts while others are meant to last a lifetime. The temporary ones usually heal wounds from this current life cycle. And unlike karmic connections, they do it in a slow tenderly way. You can tell if you're in this category by these two signifiers. Number one, you originally bonded over a similar issue. For example, maybe both of you have a parent or caregiver that struggled with depression, uh, alcoholism, or some other addiction, maybe mental health illness, Perhaps you've both been cheated on or been through physical or mental abuse with a previous partner. It doesn't have to be the exact same scenario. The overall root, though, will be the same. Whatever the case, that common ground is what binds you together so you can heal and move forward to something greater. And number two One of you craves change. Could be both, but at least one of you is feeling unfulfilled. The reason I say one of you is because most of the time, one is soaking up the light within the connection and putting it to work within themselves, which is what everyone should be doing in a relationship, by the way, while the other one seems to be blissfully unaware of any internal problems or work they should be doing and sometimes the reason they're not working on themselves is because they weren't meant to do it with you so staying will not only hurt the progress you've made but it also prevents them from finding the person they are meant to heal with but either way In temporary contracts, there's always going to be one person who has a growth spurt while the other remains stagnant. The reason is because the connection was never meant to last. Again, I spoke about this concerning my karmic relationship, which I definitely see why I chose this type of contract over a soulmate because I'm all about rapid growth. Tell me what needs to be done and I'll get it done with the quickest, most efficient way possible. I don't like wasting any more time than is needed on any particular project, including myself. That's the main difference between soulmates and karmic partners, though. I don't need the lovey-dovey stuff if we're just a temporary contract. Just show me the flaws so I can fix it and move along with my life, which is exactly what my ex did. All that sweet honey fluff in between the growth can sometimes delay a breakup within soulmates. When I first started my spiritual journey 17 years ago, anytime I asked God a question, I was always led to the same verse, 2 Peter 3.9. Back then, I used to ask a question and flip to a random page in the Bible, but I was always led to that specific verse, which said, God does not delay nor is tardy or slow about the things he promises, but he is long-suffering and extraordinarily patient towards you, not desiring that any should perish but that all should turn to repentance. I hated that verse because you know what that told me? Slow. Progress was going to be slow. I really didn't have the patience I have now, so telling me that something was going to take time was like, ugh. And even worse, that verse was basically saying you control the timeline. It's however long it takes for you to overcome your own challenges, your own darkness. God's like, I've got all the time in the universe, dude. I'm up here chilling. You're the one who's strapped for time. Needless to say, 12 years seems like a long time, but it actually went by pretty quickly. But I digress. I knew my relationship was over. There was no fixing anything because there was nothing to fix. No amount of therapy or effort was going to help our marriage because the contract was complete. It fulfilled its purpose. The whole reason we came together had been accomplished. I was whole again. It did exactly what I planned for it to do before I got here. That's something my spirit knew, but the human side of me is the one that was fumbling around in the dark, trying to make it last forever because that's what you do with a marriage. I had all of these misguided beliefs complicating a simple contract. If I had to guess, it probably read something like this. You two come together. Show only the flaws so you can fix them. Once you reach this level of healing, you're done. Sign here and you sign here. It's, it's simple, right? But then we get here and there's all these emotions involved and beliefs that make them more trouble than they really are. We truly are the masters of limitations. So, the bottom line is this. If you stay past the expiration date of a contract, it will cost you your joy and it will become burdensome. I do not care if they are a soulmate. If you could see it in the physical, it would be like you beating a dead horse. Just Demanding it to get up, but it's dead. It's not going to resurrect just because you're afraid to let it go. It served its purpose. It brought you from point A to B. You should embrace the fact that it provided you healing. Now love it enough to let it go. Be like Rose on the Titanic. Uncuff yourself from the corpse. And honor that relationship by going on to live a life filled with passion and adventure. Although I, for one, was part of the group that believed there was more than enough space on that slab of wood. Rose could have easily scooted over, but that's a whole other story. My point is I understand that it's hard to walk away from something that healed you, it taught you how to love again how to laugh, and find your inner peace. But all of that progress will diminish if you stay past your welcome. I don't understand why you would want to remain in something that doesn't bring joy or fulfillment anyway. In those cases, we're usually staying because of other people's expectations instead of following our hearts. It's even more difficult when there are kids involved. I struggled with that in my own divorce, like working out the logistics of co-parenting, what that would actually look like. But I always knew that my decision to walk away was better for my children in the long run. Uh, Children are highly intuitive. They can pick up on your unhappiness and the stress within the home. And so I chose to be an example of how to properly end a relationship and that it doesn't always equate to failure. Now, my ex-husband, on the other hand, really didn't understand why I wanted the divorce. From his perspective, we were finally in a good, healthy space. However, that wasn't the fruit of his labor but mine. I was doing all the heavy lifting by myself. Our physical reality was reflecting the inner peace and wholeness I was producing. Those of you who are light workers, and, well, even if you're not, you are pouring your own light into your projects, into your work, whatever that is into your creations that inspire others and ignite their inner flame so they can go off and do the same. You are creating ripples in the fabric of life as you should be. Your home needs to be a place where you can rest and re-energize, a place where you reconnect to source and replenish the light you've been giving throughout the day. That is vital for everyone to have in their home, not just light workers. I only have so much to give to people throughout my day before I start feeling depleted. I don't need to come home to someone who drains more of my energy. I need someone who is capable of standing in their own light sovereignty, which is what a lifetime soulmate connection has. There's an equal give and take. Doesn't mean there aren't issues, but they will be capable of resolving them in constructive ways. Both are content and lacking nothing within themselves, at least nothing major. Each of them knows who they are, are strongly connected to source, and willing to share that with their partners. There is a knowingness that you are, in fact, with the person you were always meant to be with. Yes, that is similar to twin flames, except soulmates are here to heal and amplify the light for themselves. Twin flames are here to amplify the energy of the world. In fact, if you are a twin flame, a soulmate is a great stepping stone that brings you closer to your other half. So don't be afraid to let it go if union is something you're striving for. But all of that sounds like a dream relationship, doesn't it? Almost like a fairy tale union, but it's not. It takes a great deal of shadow work to open yourself up to that realm of possibility, but it can be done and it's available to all. You just have to be willing to walk the path. Which is why I'm super excited for this next phase of my life. I'm finally in this flow of energy that's producing so many changes. There's movement, progress being made in all arenas. I love it. And now my angels and guides are telling me that it's time for me to get back into the dating pool. I've been single now for a year and a half, which if nothing else, my hormones are definitely begging me to get back into the game. But technically, I was in separation from my ex for almost a year before we finalized our divorce. I had moved back to my home state of Texas, and he stayed in California. So that really helped me to adjust to a new life as a single person. And I mean single as in living on my own. As far as I'm concerned, I wasn't free to actually date until the judge signed our papers. but. I still chose to take some time after finalization to focus on myself, and I strongly recommend everyone to do the same. Please give yourself space to fully heal and process the closing of a chapter, especially if it's a marriage. If you don't, You risk the possibility of bringing residual energy into a new relationship. So make sure your palate is fully cleansed before you jump back into a new relationship. I'm eager because the next relationship is one where I'll actually be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. You know, I don't have any expectations to place on my future partner. You know what I mean? I don't need them to make me happy or fill any other voids within my heart because that's already been done for them. I am undoubtedly free to just enjoy their companionship, to share in similar interests while trying new things, having new experiences, new adventures together. Of course, it won't be perfect, but nothing is. There's always a give and take to everything a delicate balance of light and darkness. But the work required to maintain these types of connections comes from a place of unconditional love, which makes a world of difference. Anything coming from a place of pure love is light and easy to bear. Because once all the barriers around your heart get removed, your natural self shines through, which is love. When growth comes, from a place of selfishness meaning a partner that is inadvertently helping you to grow just by being themselves it's tiresome and takes a great deal of effort to produce a desirable outcome and i'm speaking to those who have a partner who are blissfully unaware of their flaws and take the attitude that you should just love them as they are which is bs They just don't want to put effort into changing themselves. And I'm referring to the negative traits only, not someone's weird quirks. I personally love weird quirks. The stranger, the better. It actually makes me feel less strange. (laughs) But it behooves you to move on with someone who is willing to step up to the challenge. If you put 100% into a relationship... You deserve to get 100% back. And for those of you who take offense to me saying, move on from these types of people, you're probably the ones who refuse to do any work. You don't like the fact that someone is advising the love of your life to leave you behind. But if you truly love them, you wouldn't be making empty promises of change. Actions speak louder than words. There's a quote. um, Judge someone by their actions and you'll never be fooled by their words. I don't know who said it, but it's true. And yes, I had that happen to me before I started my spiritual journey. Always apologizing, never changing. And so they left. What did I do? I loved them enough to let them go. I knew I wasn't capable of changing with them. The greatest chance of growth I had was for me to go it alone. I stayed single for four years after that breakup with only one goal in mind, to find healing from my past trauma and to be whole again. And it damn sure wasn't easy either. Within that first year I met a few different men that I was highly attracted to and could have easily dated, but I had a dream, and they were not in it. I dreamt of a reality where I didn't hate myself so much, one where I wasn't afraid to love because I equated it to weakness. I've had so many women ask me, though, But what if they were the love of your life? What if you missed out on a relationship of a lifetime? Well, if they were, then I'll meet them again. The most important thing for me at that time was building a strong foundation. Otherwise, even if they were my perfect match, the results would have been the same because I was still under construction. I was an unfinished project. When I met those guys, my foundation hadn't even been poured yet. That didn't occur until the fall of 2008, two years after I started my journey. So, yes, I do know what it feels like to get left behind. My advice to you is to love them enough to let them go and focus on yourself. Otherwise, it will keep happening. And I don't want that for anyone because trust me when I say it sucks. However, you need to accept your part in them walking away. Don't play the victim. That puts the blame on them and enables your shitty behavior to continue. That was kind of harsh, but it's true. Instead, use that pain as fuel to charge ahead to a new existence. Because this I promise you, you will not lose anything that has a place in your future. You may even lose them for just a season or two. Who knows? Maybe they'll be back. Maybe they won't. But that's not for you to try to control. You need to let go and let the pieces fall where they may. Again, love grants free will to all. If you're having to manipulate someone into staying with you, it won't end in your favor. The only chance you have of getting them back is doing the internal work. That's the only door that holds that possibility. But your vision is extremely limited right now. The higher you go, the more insight you will gain on the situation, which is why spiritual growth requires a certain level of trust. You're going to have to step out in faith because who knows what the outcome will be. You know, I've seen all these love spells and crystals and affirmation bracelets you can buy to manifest a person into your life. Uh, I personally have never prayed for a specific person as far as a romantic relationship is concerned or just in general. Only because I wholeheartedly believe if something is meant to be, it will be. It's almost like you're trying to manipulate their spirit into bending to your will. And that might work in the earthly realm, but it damn sure doesn't work on the spiritual plane. Doing love spells and all that other stuff is like turning up the speed of a treadmill. You could run faster and exert more energy. But in the end, you're still in the same spot. And you will remain there until you do the internal work. There is no workaround for it. You cannot circumvent the growth process. That's the whole entire reason for being on earth. But I do get it. Soulmates are definitely a little harder to end than karmic relationships, mostly because they're not as tumultuous. They're very, very nurturing. They may have ups and downs, but it's not a daily occurrence the way karmics are. However, if you're similar to me and love rapid growth, then the latter is definitely the way to go. Of course, those are usually chosen by souls who have a shit ton of work to do and may even have some ancestral clearing to do as well. Uh, Soulmates are typically for people who have some light healing to do and and need someone who is able to help them uh, basically lick their wounds they provide a safe space for you to express your pain and even help the healing process by catering to your needs because they're healthy enough to do that there's an equal exchange of that energy for the duration of the contract but when the goal is accomplished you will know it Joy, fulfillment, happiness become a thing of the past and it may even turn toxic. That's because the anointing that fueled that connection has moved on and it's waiting for you to find it in someone else. Where will it be? Who knows? But you're not going to discover it if you stay where you are. That's part of the reason I'm so excited for this next phase of my life. I don't know who I will meet but I'm officially opening myself up to a new experience of love. They could be a temporary partner or a forever person. It really doesn't matter to me because either way, I will have what I'm meant to have. We are here to have a human experience. Don't be so spiritual that you miss out on opportunities of happiness. You will always be a spirit. It's who you are. You can't escape it. But you won't always be the human identity you are now. God recently told me during a meditation, you keep waiting to be happy, but you need to find it in the now. If you can't see it in your present, then you won't be able to see it in the future because the future will one day be the present and he's absolutely right, of course. Take those words to heart and start moving towards your innermost joy. Your dreams won't magically appear just because you wish it so. Follow the breadcrumbs of happiness because they will lead you to your next great adventure. That's all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this message, please don't forget to rate and subscribe. I'm so deeply grateful to all of my listeners. Multiversal U continues to grow, and I have you to thank for it. Until next time, love, peace, and light to you all.